Hello, and welcome to another Nine Circles audio thing. I'm your host, Buke, and it's always an honor when I have a guest joining me, but today it's even more so of an honor for me because I am joined by, I want to say, one of my musical heroes, one of the greats in, in music, if you ask me, from one of my favorite bands. I'm joined by Mr. Tommy Rogers of Between the Buried and Me. Hello, Tommy. How is your Thursday going, sir? It's going good. It's really good. Yeah, that just, is... you know, waking up, making breakfast for the family, doing emails, you know, the usual. Yeah, the usual. And being bothered yep. by me to ask you a bunch of questions. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, I have to ask you real quick. Um, the world's been a crazy place and stuff like that. You say uh, you're making breakfast and getting the family going. You and- <laughs> You and I are talking here on the eve of Colors 2 about to be released. Talk about unexpected things that I did not uh, expect in this crazy year. What yeah. a bombshell for you guys to, to drop on, <laughs> on us. Yeah, we wanted, to, we wanted to stay busy while we were you know, taking time off last year. You know, and, and this was the first time we weren't very vocal about what, what we were up to, which, which was kind of fun. You know, we, I, I think from the public's perspective, we were, we were kind of just sitting around, you know, taking our time, but uh, we were working very hard all last year to get this album going. And, you know, it was something that, I, I mean, it, it helped us through it, honestly. And I, and I think because of our situation in the world situation, you know, it, it really helped create what is the, you know, what Colors 2 is. And, and I think it, it may not have been as strong an album as we feel it is, but, you know, if the pandemic didn't happen. So if we're trying to find positives, I would say that's a positive. But yeah, you <laughs> overall, know, we, it was very, it's very tough for, you know, everybody. So. For, for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, the world now is still, I don't want to say healing because the, you know, the pandemic continues to evolve with different variations and stuff like that. And us talking on the eve of your release, you guys are, you know, announced a tour that we'll get into a little later, but the interesting thing about, and what I wanted to start talking about you today with Tommy is that you guys, when colors one first hit, you guys had had yourself titled the silent circus, Alaska, and yeah. when Colors came out, it was almost, if you ask me, it was like this, boom, here we are. This is between the barrier and me. And you can maybe say, you know, obviously, you know better than I do. But that was, if I say the 
the buzz that I was getting from fellow fans and, and listeners when Colors 2 came out, it's like, holy crap. Like these guys, <laughs> these guys are here to make make a mark. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think look at, looking back, Tommy, to, you know, what's this, thir- 13, 14 years ago now. Yeah. Looking back, how was it when colors when the first colors was being written? Well, I, I think, you know, the, this lineup was still fairly new. You know, the, the you know, Dan Blake, and Dusty came came along right when we started writing Alaska. So Alaska, we wrote together, but we were still just getting comfortable with one another. You know, like we knew of each other, but it's not like we had ever worked together or like really hung out a whole lot um, outside of just seeing each other at shows or whatever. Um, So, you know, there was that, we were still kind of getting used to how we work and, you know, we, we did, we toured a few years on that album and, you know, we did the anatomy of, which was a great thing for us just to get in the studio and, and try new things. I think that was one of the great things about that album was it just, it taught us a lot about production and, and how to achieve, you know, how these like rock bands achieve certain sounds that we've never really done before and just kind of step outside of our comfort zone. And, and at that point, you know, as a group, we just finally we're finding our identity and, you know, with colors one, we really just all put it out there. And that, that was the whole point of that release and naming it colors. You know, it's just about the, the idea of, you know, creating something from nothing, literally just starting with a blank slate and making something with it. And that's, you know, that's still to this day, one of our favorite aspects of what we do, you know, it's so, it's just, it's so cool to think about, you know, and you just, you literally are starting with nothing. And, so at, at, the, at that point, we just, we gave it all we had, you know, we, we didn't care about fitting into any certain genres or any styles that were popular at the time. We really just like came out as a group and, and showed what, what we were as a group. You know, we, we were all more comfortable individually writing and, and presenting things to the group. And um, it was just a, a process that, that we finally found where we were trying to go and you know even if it wasn't that intentional once we got there we're like oh this this feels right there was something about it that felt right you know the way we wrote how you know it's one continuous kind of you know train of thought as far as the music not really ending like one free-flowing piece of music that felt really good to us and it felt very natural how we wrote that and it obviously carried over and became kind of a thing of ours um and yeah from there it was just years and years of 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 working together and getting better at what we do and you know here we are you know like you said 14 years 14 years later doing colors too and in a very similar uh mindset you know we're, we're just in this place where we're like fuck we've been together for 20 plus years we really have to show the world that that we're here and that we're still a, a very strong force and that we're we're here to you know write some seriously intense music and 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 hopefully people will still connect with it you know because we don't want to be we don't want to be one of those old bands that just we wrote some good records and then we just kind of lost our spark and now we do it just for the sake of it we want our albums is is our identity and we want to really showcase that you know yeah tommy it i am you touched on so many points there that why i love you as a band and as an artist why so many people do you are, and I get right now, 
I can't think of any other bands like this. Um, only other band that rivals you guys to me is Opeth, but I'll touch on that with what I'm about to say here. You guys still, from when I first found Colors to where we're at now through the Parallax 2 and Come Ecliptic and stuff, you guys are probably one of the one of the few bands that every single time I listen, no matter if it's the 500th damn time I've heard Colors or I've been working my way through this album a couple of times, I am always discovering new things. If it's if yeah. it's if it's your singing, if it's your piano playing, if it's if it's just the 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 bass work alone, if it's instruments, you guys, you know, if it's what Dan adds, if it's if it's something Dusty does different, if it's some instrument you guys are adding in, it's I am always blown away, and I go online and I read reviews where I'm at shows waiting for you guys to come on and people not just single songs do people love of you guys not breakdowns that all these metalcore bands did for years and still do there are favorite parts within the song parts within parts within parts of a song that people love about you guys and that's what i love about you guys so much and that's what you guys are perfecting still all these years later on colors do yeah, that's that's a lot to take in. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, and and, and 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 I am not. You know, this is why I do audio interviews because yeah, I I I like to say I have the gift of gab, but I you guys are so brilliant to me. I can't put in writing how I, to try and do a review of Colors Two would blow my mind because one listen through, two listen throughs is not enough with you guys. It's it is it's amazing what you guys have artists and the friendships all come to light when you guys do this. So where I was was going with us and the, the question I now wanted to get with is what now with Colors 2 did you guys, uh, was it a, a group effort to say, hey, what else can we, we do? What haven't we touched on? Or what, is this just more just a culmination of this is where we're at? Let's just put out something that's just pushing the needle even higher. Yeah, I mean, we, we never really have the, an actual discussion of like, what haven't we done? What can mm -hmm. we do? Um, when we sit down and write, it's, we, we're never kind of pre-planning where it's going to go. And I think that's one of the exciting things about writing with this group is there, we get surprised. You know, there's, there's always that constant like week after week, month after month, just surprises, you know, all the time with with the songs and and it's because we're it's so collaborative you know we all write so much and we're all you know a lot of times there's you know while we're working an album there's like four or five parts of the album being worked on at once i mean there's there's so much going on and you know we're just we're such a well-oiled machine that a lot of things are very unspoken and we're and the work's just getting done and we have a lot of trust uh with one another and we all have a very keen sense of what works and what doesn't you know and and for us i mean i don't know i mean i think it's always in the back of our heads like how are we gonna i think every time we write a record we're like how the hell are we gonna write another record you know yeah but when it but when it comes down to it it's just you know an album is a capsule of of that time period and, and it's supposed to represent you know how you write and who you are in that moment and so that's how we do it you know we, we literally just start kind of working on music individually and that's normally what kind of starts the process and we start sharing things. And, and then from there we can kind of see, okay, 
you know, these members are kind of writing more in this direction. These members are in that direction. You know, we, you kind of get an idea of like how we're all writing. And, and, and then from there, you know, you, you, you just start building and writing and working together and, and just kind of, it's very organic in a way, which is, which it doesn't seem because our music is so dense and there's so much going on, but it is very like, it's just what naturally comes out of us. Um, and we all write very differently from one another and, you know, and we're all very honest with each other and all these things, you know, it's just the group works so well together that with all those things combined, it just creates these really in-depth, really dense songs. Um, and we spend like the writing process is very, very tedious. Like we, we, we spend an immense amount of time getting these songs, how, how they are. And, I think because we do have such an attention to detail and we spend so much time on little things that most people won't even notice. You, you do get fans like, like such as yourself. That's like, I hear something new every time I listen to it. And that's because of that attention to detail, because we want, even if it's a transition or something very, you know, small in, in scale of a song or an album, you want it to be special in its own little way. So you know, that's, and we want every, we want every part and every transition, everything to feel right. Cause if, if you're listening and it doesn't feel right, then we have to do something to make it either feel right or cut it out. And that's how we approach the song. You know, you know now I, I have to touch on this because, you know, hosting a, a podcast and conducting many interviews and talking to fans of shows and writers who I work with, there are people who, you know, you can't please everybody who are kind of, turned off with how complex your guys music is is that something i'm sure you're aware of that as a band that to some people it's it's almost you know a little too much flavor you know there's yeah, a lot yeah. there's people who just you know to put it in simple terms there's people who just like like food food truck food and you yeah. guys are like a five-star restaurant food <laughs> and and i totally get that i mean yeah i mean the thing is the way you listen to music or the or the type of music you listen to it's all very you know, personal and to each, each person has their own opinion about that. And, and I, I, I think we all collectively know that our music is a lot to take in and it's, it's not a, just throw something on. I mean, for some people it is, but for the average person, it's not just kind of throw something on and, and not really pay much attention to it. So, and that's fine with us. I mean, I think we, we understand that. <laughs> and um, I mean, technically speaking, I don't know. We, I, like in the early days, I will say there was moments where we're like trying to be as technical as possible and, and write this just crazy shit. And, you know, I feel like as we've gotten older, we don't, we, you know, we don't have anything to prove at this point. No. Um, for, for us, it's just, you know, we just want to write good songs and write and write albums. You know, for us, albums is such an important thing, um, you know, especially, I mean, just a lot of bands just focus on singles now and that's just not that's fine, but it's just not for us. For us, it's all about the the big scope of the album. And Tommy, I am so glad you just mentioned that exact point because I think that's ex the the exact way how you have to digest and listen to your music. Your your guys' music, yeah, it flows from you know song to song, but mm -hmm. it, it that's not the proper way to listen to it. The proper way is to just to sit down, put it on, and just go on this this journey with you guys. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what we hope, um, you know, but, but also, you know, for instance, this new record, it's, it's fucking 80 minutes long. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a lot. 
it's a lot to sit down with. So um, I've said it many times. I think it's like a road trip album, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, well, 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 okay. Tommy to those people, you know, and I love long albums. I I love, yeah, I, I, I love it. But the thing is to those people who may have been turned off to you guys from what they've heard in the past, if you try and get those fans on board, and of course you can't please everybody, how do you, I like, let's say I'm having a conversation with a friend. How do you, I say, okay, uh, here go, listen to this. Like, what's the proper way to try and change somebody's opinion on you, you guys? Um, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, I guess the thing is, is like you said, listen to more than just one little thing. Um, because yeah. I mean, I, I, we do meet a lot of people and fans that are like, Oh, I heard this song and I didn't connect with it. So I didn't listen to you for years. And then one day I, I heard, you know, half an album or an album and I totally got it, you know? So it's just all about that first for us. First impressions is hard. Um, it's, it's hard for us on, on stage too. You know, we're not the easiest band to like, you know, if we're opening for a band and, and you go see that band and we're this this group that you've never heard before, it's it's tough to see us play for 45 minutes and walk away being like, oh, I totally get that. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, it, it is you, so funny. But I have to give you credit, though, Tommy. I saw you guys when you opened for Chan that that tour. I'm yeah, not yeah. Saying, that, the fan base did not look like normal between the bear, but people were eating you guys up. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, it it really just depends on the tour. Some tours it <laughs> it works wonders, and some tours it's like, oh shit, do they, <laughs> do they do they even want us here at all? I I will. I have to mention this because uh, I think this is where you guys shine, and this is probably one of my favorite ways to show off you guys to people who are not familiar with you, or some people who may have been turned off by a track or two. Your guys' live albums, especially the two blu-ray recordings the future mm-hmm. sequence re- blu-ray and the coma ecliptic live are first off they're shot beautifully they are recorded amazing but that to me is like stanley kubrick level film uh, filmography and sit down and watch that's how i love to show you guys off because it really shows how talented you guys are as musicians watching those live albums well, that's a, that, yeah, I've never really thought, I don't know. I always forget we have done that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, okay. we did, I, I do remember that we did a, um, I think it was for some anniversary, maybe last year for the coma, we did like a, a thing where we watched live the, the coma DVD with, with fans and chatted on YouTube. And it was cool to see it again. Cause you know, I obviously ha- haven't seen it since, <laughs> since we, we filmed yeah. it so i was like oh this did this did kind of turn out cool so it, it's good to go back to those the future sequence one may be my favorite it, i know yeah that, know that was a cool that was a cool experience just because you know that studio that studio is so so fun to be in and yeah it was a um it was cool to you know do it in that environment you know we, we just wanted to kind of do a live show without an audience and kind of do it in the studio and the, it, yeah it came the, out cool the, the way it's shot there's a part of me that wishes it was like 1917 the movie that came out a year or two ago yeah i prayed i hoped it was shot that that was just one take because it was so brilliant <laughs> <laughs> i wish i think i think if i remember correctly i feel like there was some technical difficulties and we had to stop halfway through oh. which which is which was a bummer because we Man. were because I, I remember we were just because we you know we 
I think we had just done a whole tour where we played that album. So we were feeling good, you know, just yeah. going, going through it. No problem. And I remember we were burning through it, doing great. And something happened with a camera or something. We had to, of course, we had to just, stop. Just the way it does. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, the, that's the, part the, of it. It's the, the, the way it's, it's, it's film, you know, for people who haven't seen it, just like you mentioned, it's this gorgeous studio, nice wood, wood paneling, you know, it's just, you guys are just all, around each other it's oh it's, i absolutely love it uh maybe hope one day that i know we're getting ahead of ourselves i'm just putting it out there i would not be opposed to a, a colors two live show being filmed maybe yeah i don't know yeah we haven't the, really talked yeah, about we're not even we, if, yeah it's very very, <laughs> very long early. ways off exactly but. uh toby i have to ask you here you guys have always done uh cool videos you know which will transition into uh the video for fix the error that was mm -hmm. really cool when how did you guys decide to go for the styling like a little animated short here for that <laughs> well animated videos have always been something I, i've really enjoyed and you know i i've been wanting to do one for a while so this song it just felt right so we you know reached out to a few people we, that we were interested in and you know the the guy that actually ended up doing it he he worked for our label and we you know we'd never seen his work or anything and he sent us a small little clip um for the video and kind of his idea for it and it instantly it was like yeah this is the, this is the right vibe for it. it it feels right um so yeah he he created this whole thing from scratch you know basically it's all hand drawn. I mean, it was, it was a very long process and I, yeah, I'm sure he had lots of sleepless nights and I feel horrible <laughs> for him, but yeah, it came out really cool. I, I think it's such a, it's a, it's a, we just wanted to have something that, you know, coming out the gate, you know, the song feels different. It, it's, it's even different for us. It's, it's kind of, you know, a different approach for us. And, you know, we wanted the video to, to mimic that and, and the, you know, the main character in the video is very likable. It's, it's almost, it's funny in times and, and kind of fun to watch. And, you know, we just felt that was a good way to come out rather than being like super, super serious about everything. And yeah. 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 There, there, Tommy, there's a comment here on your, the YouTube comments for it mm -hmm. that somebody says, I knew there was a reason I survived this damn pan pandemic. So I can get <laughs> to hear fucking colors too. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's speaking about fix the air here. I put a, qu a question out on Reddit. See if anybody has mm -hmm. any questions. People said, could, could they expect, and I guess there, the people aren't hearing the album yet. But you do a little vocal experimentation on uh, if you see like the if you see the rainbow section of fix fix the error. Is this yeah? I mean, that, so you you want to go ahead and talk talk on that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, fix the error in general. I you know, but this like I was saying earlier, the song is very different for us. So I was like, I, I want to approach it, you know, in a way that I, I think the vocals should fit the song. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of how I always do. You know, any vocal part. It's like, how do I make this? more interesting with vocals on it and if it isn't more interesting with vocals it doesn't need it you know so the, you know that was my approach and you know i i experimented with kind of different vocal stylings i guess for uh for this track it almost has like a for me it has there's like kind of a little more rawness almost a punk feel to a lot of it so i wanted to kind of bring that out a little bit and you know for that part you, in particular you're speaking of that was just yeah i, I don't even remember that was like a, a something that just kind of it went 
that was the first thing that came to mind when I was working on that part. And I was messing around, you know, when I was recording demos at home and I found this effect that worked really well and that, yeah. So that, that was a quick little idea that, that stuck. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Um, it just made the part a little different. And, you know, I know Dan was doing some kind of cool synth based stuff with it and just, it, it created some cool contrast for that section. Um, okay. but yeah, cool. it was, it was a, it was a fun song to record, um, and, and write because it was, you know, different for us, which, which is always fun. Tommy, your, your vocals are one of my, my favorite parts. Uh, actually one of the favorite vocals in all of music. I, I think you're extremely talented. I love your solo work is, is loved. It's always spinning in my household here. When I first heard, heard you on film born, uh, off of colors one mm -hmm. uh, the, the opening i was like i i know i have to ask tommy when i talk to him is were growing up were you coached vocal did you take lessons is this maybe no parent? is this something no. you how, how'd you get into singing um well i mean just like a, a lot of people you know i grew up playing guitar that was that was my first instrument and you know i was playing with got you know friends of mine and we started bands and all that and i was in a hardcore hardcore band and in high school, which I first, you know, was writing and playing guitar for them. And then I just started, I was like, I want to sing for the band. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And it was just <laughs> us, you know, making racket in my, my mom's basement and me just kind of figuring out how to do it without blowing my voice. And, you know, I didn't really think much of it. And then I played guitar in a band with Paul actually mm -hmm. um, for a while. And then when that band broke up, we started BT Bam and, you know, initially I was going to play guitar for the band and, and we couldn't find a vocalist. And, you know, Paul was like, Hey, you, you sung in, you know, this, this hardcore band from here on. And I was like, yeah, I guess I can try it again. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so yeah, it's, for me, it's just, I mean, music in general has always been, I've never had formal training with anything. So it's, it's always been picking up the instrument and finding a way to make it sound cool you know, or make it, make it work for a song or whatever I'm working on. And, and the vocals have been like that for me. And it's, it's been a constant, I still learn so much and I'm still constantly like seeking new ways to, to push myself and, and learn how to do things better. Um, I'm definitely not like standing still and, 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 and completely happy with where I'm at, where I'm at vocally, you know? So I think having that drive has always helped me. And, um, singing in particular like not screaming you know melodically singing mm -hmm. was, wasn't something that was super natural for me I, I really had to to learn how to do it because I had never sung before I'd only like you know I screamed in bands in high school and stuff but I never really sung or you know it was something that that was you know very challenging for me so like it was just years of of figuring it out and making it work and growing you know, as the music was changing with BT Bam, I was I was trying to like, you know, stay with it. Music, you know, stay with the music and and grow with that. And you know, here we are. And you know, I'm proud of where I've come. You know, from not really technically knowing what the hell I'm yeah. doing. So, yeah, I mean, and I, and I feel, you know, I still learn so much, and 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 I love that that search and and figuring out. Tommy, is is singing for you? Is it the same? I know it's different and uh, I'm not going to ask you this question because you've probably been asked a thousand times about your solo projects, but mm -hmm. is singing, is singing that same release for you? Like, like a, a adrenaline dump is like when you scream and out there, like, is it, is it a different release for you? Do you, 
does does it excite you like this the other end of the spectrum with screaming well the, it, it really depends on the on the situation like mm-hmm. live I, I i mean honestly live i would love to just sing only really? you know okay. well yeah well screaming screaming sucks for your voice oh you know, yeah of course oh you, you look looking like the injuries people have had over the years screaming. yeah i mean and <laughs> and when you're writing stuff like me where you're doing a lot of both you know basically screaming is making singing just hard it's it's making it a lot mm-hmm. harder to do you know notes are harder to hit because you're you know in between all that you're you're blowing your chords out so yeah i mean but i don't know something about you know recording i i you know i love i love doing both you know there's something still very cool about like just sounding like a fucking monster <laughs> and, and making things sound just huge and scary. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's cool, but I mean, I don't know for, I guess singing is, is more of a payoff for me. I don't know if it's because it, it, it was such a challenge for me through all these years to like get to a certain place and so to like have the payoff of, you know, having pride mm-hmm. with something I wrote or something, maybe that that's part of it, but I don't know that, I don't get a, I wouldn't say there's a whole lot of adrenaline. It's just like, um, I don't know. There's something about that. Just putting together songs mm-hmm. and, and you know, what I was talking about earlier, starting from nothing and creating something. And, yeah. and when you're, when you're done with that recording and sitting back and listening, and that's like the ultimate, ultimate payoff. And there's nothing really like it. Tommy, you guys here starting August 3rd, I'm going to be seeing you live August 6th here in DC at the black. Cool. I got my tickets yeah. now. Uh, how do you because this tour is an evening with Between the Bear to Me you guys are going to be playing two two sets Uh, you know like I mentioned Opeth earlier when when Mike was doing the growls and the clean but I always would say to myself all the times I've seen Opeth my god how is he saving his vocals and of course you look at these decades later Opeth isn't doing growls anymore how do you protect yourself so I guess when years down the line, people are saying, yeah, do you remember when uh, BT Bam used, you used to growl, you know, and you, <laughs> and you the, 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 the posts on Reddit will say, yeah, make, make Tommy growl again. How do, yeah. how, how do you save your, your vocal cords like throughout a tour? Like I can imagine just a recording process, let alone doing this nightly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough, you know, just a regular tour is, you know, something I've gotten very used to obviously yeah. uh, throughout the years. Um, I mean, the evening with thing, it's, it's a very different beast, you know, luckily in 2019, we did a similar thing in Europe. So we've, we kind of tested, tested the waters with that tour to make sure physically we can do it. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's just all about, you know, getting prepared and almost treating it like, I mean, you almost have to train in a way it's weird. Like for me, for a normal tour, let's say, I, I normally don't really, you know, I'll, I'll rehearse a lot at home and, mm-hmm. and, and, and get the keyboards ready and I'll, you know, memorize all the vocal parts, but I won't sit there full volume till I'm in the rehearsal space. Um, but for this tour, for instance, I started this week, like, I'm, you know, every day driving around doing one set at a time and like slowly getting my voice back, like full volume. And then next week I plan on starting to do both sets together um, every day, you know, and, and then, and then next weekend, you know, we start rehearsing for, for a few days before the tour. So yeah, it's, it's just, and I normally that I don't normally do that for a tour. So, uh, you know, something like this, mm-hmm. I'm just, I have to prepare because if I go in for a show and my voice isn't feeling right, I could, you know, if I do something 
if I push it too hard that first night, you know, that's like a week or so, week or so of shows that I'm, I'm struggling with and having to really hold back. Yeah. So it's well, tough. I mean, and screaming, you know, it's, it's all about just not pushing too hard and, and from being someone like myself that kind of figured it out on my own, I had to kind of learn techniques that work for me. Um, and you know, the old days I just belted it out and just threat. <laughs> I, I would just thrash my voice. Yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't really sing much. So I was like, whatever. Um, but now I have to really focus on, on, on holding back and, and not, I have to like catch myself if, if I'm getting in that, that moment where I'm, the adrenaline does take over and I'm pushing too hard. I have to kind of uh, reel it back. I, I would now trying to stay up and, and, and keep your, your voice. Do you like, I, I would see Blake a lot. Cause I'm a big gamer. I would see him on, yeah. on, on Twitch yeah. doing a bunch of streams and his drum playthroughs and stuff like that. Were, were you, I'm assuming oh, with the pandemic and stuff, were you at home just playing, coming up with new songs, working on maybe fun solo stuff? What were you doing to stay, to keep the skills up? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously this, this record took up a lot of time, you know, creatively and musically. Yeah. Um, so th that was most of the work was, um, you know, doing that. And I, you know, aside from, you know, my family life, staying busy with just, you know, band logistics. We had a lot of, you know, re-releases last year and I was handling all that stuff and just kind of keeping the, the boat afloat, you know, during 2020 was, was working itself. And, um, we, you know, we did some, we did some Twitch streams and, yep. you know, we had to, you know, those were, those were fun, but it was, you know, we had to rehearse for those like we would a tour, you know, because you know, we we're playing full albums in front of, you know, an audience. And, so it was like you would put all this work into it and then you would play it. And then that was that you would just kind of erase it from your memory. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all, all those things combined, it, it was it was actually, a, you know, a year that was, you know, we stayed busy. And I I wrote and recorded an EP that I released a solo EP last year that yep. came out. And I've actually finished a second part of that. That oh, is just kind of it's just sitting on my computer. I kind of forget that I did it. So it's it's done. I'm just um once you know once colors two is out and all that i'll, I'll start planning how to release that and, and hopefully i'll start writing them you know a full length next year but i'm just kind of taking it easy with that you know um, I, I i know you've been asked numerous times about experiment and your your solo stuff and everything like that but is the excitement still there for you tom I, obviously it has to be because you're you're still putting out solo stuff but yeah, all these years later it. is your head still you know, still thinking of, of new things? Like, could you keep doing solo albums for the foreseeable future? Your mind's always thinking. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, I love writing it, writing that stuff because it's so, I mean, I know BT band, there's no rules, but there are kind of some rules, you know? Yeah. And, and with my solo stuff, it, there really is no rules. And it, it, there's something nice about there being, I mean, there's no pressure on anyone, but me, which is kind of nice. You know, it's literally just, a way for me to put out anything and to just try anything and, and that there's something very there's a lot of freedom in that and you know even as just a, a, an experiment to for creativity it's it's fun and and a lot of mo, a lot of that material i write on the road with bt bam and it's kind of a, a very therapeutic thing for me you know with, with the, the 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 day-to-day -day on tour mm -hmm. when you know when i 
you know, a lot of times you have long days of just waiting around and not a whole lot going on on the road. So if I found out years ago, that's a, that's a good way for me to, to work on things and, and feel productive and, 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 you know, move forward with some things while I'm on the road. So yeah, I, it's really helped me in that regard. Tommy, and, I, um, oh, sorry. I just, yeah, I, no, no worries. I just, yeah, I, I've always loved doing it. And, you know, I mean, for instance, this, this next EP, one of the songs is like literally like a death metal song. And, oh. and, and like, you know, it's, it's something I, you know, I was going to do a whole album at one point, but I kind of scrapped the idea and I was like, oh, I'll just put it on this next EP. And, you know, it's, so it's, it's cool to have this avenue where I, I, can, I can just totally... kind of put whatever. Um, Tommy, I'm whatever. so glad you just mentioned that. Is it, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, is it uh, the end of the, the double helix or revolution? There are little like death metal, like growls that come in. Is that you yeah. doing those? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. I okay. Wanted to, you know, because I kind of, I kind of did that in the early days, but the, yes. the thing is, with our music, I don't know, a lot of times it, it doesn't fit in context um, as like a dominant vocal. It just, yes. for me, there was some, you know, I've tried it like as a dominant, you know, when working on uh, pre-production and stuff. And um, it, 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 a lot of times just kind of sounds silly to me, but yeah, as a, like a, <laughs> A layering tool. Yeah, it, I think it's real cool to oh, kind of like man, beef things up. Is that so cool when they come in? It's just, it just, it it, it hits you and it gets in, gets out. It, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, Tommy, I have to ask you this because being a father is what I, I identify as first. I, mm-hmm. I'm a father to a little seven year old girl. She's awesome. she's my whole entire world. You are, you <laughs> know, are, you're a husband and a, a father. Yeah. If Wikipedia is up to date and correct. <laughs> um, it, sound, it sounds like it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you started your your son into music or is it let it it's going to be all on him to find on his. Yeah, it, his it's on own. him. Um, he's he hasn't really found it or he's not that interested in it. It's weird. He, he like connects with actual music like, he you know, he'll just like most kids his age, he, pl- he plays a lot of Minecraft and Roblox yeah, and stuff. That's and, how yeah, that's my, my little girl yeah. the same way. Yeah, and he'll like connect with music, through, you know, he'll, he'll either hear it on there or he'll hear it in, you know, things we watch on TV or things I listen to. He, he connects to music, but as far as playing, he's, he's really hasn't shown much, much interest, which I don't know. I don't, it doesn't bum me out. I'm, you know, I want him to just, just be him and, and do his thing. And he, but he's, you know, He's lucky if, if he wants to do it, he's got a lot of, a lot of ways to do it. So oh. he, he's got good gear already. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's so, it's so frustrating. Like Dusty gave him a freaking one of his guitars and, oh. and obviously he was like thankful, but I'm like, man, you don't realize how awesome that is. That he yeah, gave you this. Exactly. <laughs> do you realize this? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, but dad, this, this there's this brand new game on twitch or something yeah, look at this exactly look, look yeah. at this loot drop or something <laughs> <laughs> he'll, yeah. he'll he'll appreciate it when he when he's 20 something yeah, like, oh, does, cool. does your wife have any background in music or is she just a fan like your number one fan um a little bit you know she she played a little bit uh, okay. growing up but yeah she she um she was she was a She's a really good painter, so okay. that's kind of that's kind of her thing. Is so then, so she, if and, all, and my son, and my son's kind of he's gotten into that side of things, which I think is awesome. Like he's he's really into painting, and and she helps him with all that stuff, which is is really cool to see because I that's like a a part of art that I've always really I wish I could do, but I, yes. I just I fail at it horribly every time I attempt. 
so it's it's cool to see them working on stuff and Wow. No, just any anything creative. Like yeah. for me, it's like I'm not. Try, I'm just. I don't want to like force anything down his throat. Like you, yeah. you need to do this or that. But uh, hopefully, at some point, he'll um, he'll he'll get into something. <laughs> uh, last, I got two questions here, and I'll let you get on your way. Um, if I, my fiance, her father, you know is one of the few men left in the country who tunes pianos actually by hearing them. Oh, awesome. Like well, a, it's a long lost yeah. skill that's quickly fading. You know, he goes around tuning grand pianos and stuff like that, but, but does he, he has perfect pitch. Just he general? does. He does. Okay. Yeah. You with pianos and, and keyboards is, is mm-hmm. it something that was you found on your own is, and yeah, has it, just like, has it taken just like a long time? Yeah, I mean, it was similar as what I was talking about with vocals. I mean, uh, honestly, I, I incorporated keyboards in, into our sound because we were starting to write these kind of longer instrumental parts, and I didn't know what to do on stage. I hate it. I hate like if you watch me. If you watch, <laughs> what me do I stage, do with these these hands? <laughs> yeah, if you if you watch me on stage, there's rarely any any moment of me not doing something because I I don't know what to do in those moments. Um, <laughs> So pretty early on, I was like, oh, I'll, you know, I can make, you know, weird noises and kind of just add to the stuff we're writing. And, and that's how it started. And from there, I kind of I kind of understood what a great tool it is, you know, for writing and for adding layers. And then and then when Dan came along, you know, he's he's a really good keyboard player and, and he and he writes really well with with keyboards and pianos. And, you know, he just brought on a whole new level of uh of that into our music and you know he's really helped me you know understand it even more than i would have before so yeah it's 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 been fun to kind of grow with that with that as well you know i kind of look at it like i do with vocals just i'm just kind of i'm still learning i'm still still trying to figure it out you know and and find new ways to do things but i'm but i just love this the constant search of of new sounds and and trying to incorporate Yep. keyboards into our music even if it's something that, that shouldn't work like you know finding a trance you know lead like something that should be in in techno music or something and somehow making it work within like the confines of metal it's it's always it's it's cool to to find those sounds and, and see how well they work together when they shouldn't so that, that's that always cool. been intriguing yeah tommy last question because i'll let you go you get with another interview lined up i i love no to worries. ask this of artists if there is a song that you would say best shows or displays where the band is right Ooh, now, man, what would, well, I know it's hard because you can't, <laughs> like we talked earlier, you're not a song, yeah. but if there's a song that you say, this is between the barrier to me, what you're most proud of in 2021, and this is not taken away from any other songs on the album. Oh, you, uh, I mean, from something from the new album or yes. just in, yes. yeah. Um, let me pull up the track list. I haven't, I haven't, it's, it's tough to, <laughs> I mean, for me, uh, yes, yeah, I, I put you on the spot. Yeah, he did. The future is behind us, I think, is the quintessential like next steps for us. I think it really shows our diversity and yes. Revol- revolution and limbo is like a perfect, like, showcasing kind of where we are where we've been and and also future steps i that's think those great. two songs yeah well 
Tommy, it is, like I said, when I first had you, it is an honor, a true honor to interview you, sir. I, I sing your guys' praises all the time. I still think, not taking anything away from this, because I still need more time to dive in, but I still think the Parallax 2 is probably one of the, the greatest albums I've written in the last 20 years. So um, awesome. I love yeah. you guys for what, what you, you guys do. Uh, oh, I appreciate it, man. Colors 2 is out August 20th via Sumerian Records. Tommy, thank you for the time today. Now, you guys are on the road uh, August 3rd, starting in Atlanta, all the yep. way through the 17th, ending up, wrapping up in hometown Charlotte. It's going to be it's going to be good. Hopefully, fingers yeah, crossed. Hopefully, the, the, Tommy, the, the world doesn't crumble. But exactly. I see number <laughs> like here in Maryland, the case numbers are starting to go up. So I know. Please, God. please keep being safe. Get yourself vaccinated, people. Oh, I am. Yeah. I, I, uh, so am I. And Tommy, I hope things don't change in the next couple weeks because sadly, I'm seeing some tours starting to be canceled too. So, yeah, oh, fingers crossed. We'll exactly, see. brother. Tommy, it's a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Yeah, have a good day. Thanks. Thanks.